Mr. Amber and Jai know you're not moving to Queensland? Suki told you. You should have told me. Matt, just keep your voice down. The baby's sleeping. Oh. Listen, last night I wasn't in a good place. Mac, it's okay. No, it's not okay, Dean. I'm a big girl, okay? You do not have to worry about me. Also, I spoke to Gabe about how I was struggling. Good. Actually, yeah, it was. He made me realise that I don't need to be perfect. I just need to show up. I'm going to be all right, Dean. And if I'm not, you're only a phone call away. So you need to pack your things and go and be with your son. Are you sure? 100%. Mac. Thank you. Hey, I'm going to get some boxes. We are Science Sophie. This is Coastal News, a home and away podcast. Your weekly episode companion podcast for your favourite Aussie soap. Happy Coronation Day, Sophie. Yes, happy Coronation Day. What have you got me? (laughs) Oh dear. I don't know. I don't know. Have you got your quiche ready? Your coronation quiche? I've read about this online, but I, what is it? What's it got in it? I didn't actually read the recipe. Is it sweet? I don't know. Quiche things. Quiche Spinach. stuff. Spinach <laughs> is nice. Yeah, that'll do. Do you know what? I've got to admit something stupid. You know, we're having the bank holiday, the Monday off for the coronation. Stupid mm. me. I thought the coronation was on Monday. I didn't even realise it was today, like Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this one was like, no, it's on the Saturday. And I was like, why have we got the Monday off then? I thought we were, had the Monday off to sit at home and watch the coronation. <laughs> do, you, do you remember when um, William and Kate got married? They got married on a weekday, didn't they? And we had that day off work and we everyone watched it that day. So that's what I thought we were doing this time around. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm an idiot, apparently. So yeah, we just in a day. I'll be, day like, I'll, I'll be there on Monday going, what channel is it on? <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? I've missed it. What do you mean this morning's on? You're there on iPlayer. Yeah, um, trying to find it. Uh, well, I must admit, I only knew recently it was it was Saturday because um, somebody invited me, like a friend invited me round, you know, on Sunday for drinks oh, yeah. and garden garden things, yeah. and I was like, is it the coronation? Because like, yeah. I can't go outside when it's the coronation day. Like that's like. <laughs> Pajama day. <laughs> I thought that's Saturday. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine then. We'll <laughs> see Sunday. <laughs> oh, so you thought it was, yeah, you thought it was the right. Sunday. I thought it was yeah. the Monday. We were both wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. I was like, who coronated on a Saturday, honestly? I know. Is I that... honestly thought that the, the whole reason we had the Monday off was so that we could sit and watch the TV all day. I'm really confused. Well, but there we go. Well, yeah, that is still true. Yeah, that yeah. is still true. Um, how are you, other than other than coronation confusion? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Have you're you survived? Have I survived? You, you know, survived the week, you're still here. <laughs> oh, I know. 
it's a short week and then obviously all the work got bunched into four days so this week has been a bit mad but um I think I, I'm jealous of your week <laughs> your week yeah, sounds probably. much nicer I've been here there and everywhere holiday yeah. days and things yes I've had a good week come to leave. Yeah. To it. yeah yeah um so I won't rub it in anymore because I'm back with you <laughs> back at work on Tuesday oh yeah now mm. it's been very busy because since our last podcast episode, you and yeah. I, yeah. John, didn't we? Um, you've London. Seen online. Yeah, <laughs> London town. Um, you may have seen online. So um, th- it was Dean and Ziggy are on tour. Sophie Dillman and Patrick O'Connor, they're on tour, aren't they? They're doing yeah. dates in the UK and Ireland, Belgium even, I think I saw. Yeah. Um, we were lucky enough to get tickets to go mm. to... London. An audience with, yeah, in London. And we had a great day, didn't we? Last we week. did. We had a really good day. <laughs> I enjoyed myself. Did you? Yeah, I did, actually. Yeah. Really, really, really long, really, really long day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, didn't, st- no, I was just laughing all day. Just had, yeah. just had the best time. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, long day. But that was because we don't live near London. Um, but the actual event probably was, I don't know, back two and a half hours would you say it absolutely flew by it did or maybe it was three hours in the end i can't remember i mean yeah, the wine in the can would help wine, yeah. in the, wine in the can made it feel quite quick <laughs> yeah um there are two two non-lager drinkers in a in a brewery yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoops um so thank you to um BU events bw events um for hosting that event and um giving us the opportunity because we weren't the only we you know we, we were chatting to loads of other fans there weren't we yeah on the night everybody was just just having such a good time you know yeah. and everyone was so appreciative that um the event was happening and and sophie and paddy had give up their time to come and meet us yeah yeah it was good um, it was good. And we thought we'd take a moment to um, sort of re- chat, really, and review review it, but talk about the day, kinds of things that happened, uh, you know, at the event itself, what they spoke about. Um, and just in case, because these t- tickets are very limited and lots of their dates are sold out. So many people mm. out there, there have been comments, hasn't there, since when we've been posting online and things, you know, I didn't know about it or, you know, yeah. I missed this. You know, can you do all the dates? Um, so we thought we we thought we'd go through sort of what went on on the day. Yeah. What kind of things Sophie and Patrick got up to and what kind of things they told us. Um, <laughs> and um, ju- just so you can get an insight into what the event was like if you ha- if you missed out. Didn't we? Yeah. Um, I want to start off. I don't know about you. Just my sort of impression of them as a couple, as people, as not mm. Ziggy because you go to these things especially big fans like us you know we we talk about this show like it's real like these people are real like these <laughs> things happen <laughs> don't yeah. we really you know we spend a lot of time of our lives talking about a story you know yeah. like yeah. it's you know and and emotionally reacting in all ways to what is essentially somebody's story you know mm. um in a very real way for me anyway i feel like Especially yeah. doing this podcast, you see, things—the boundary between—I know, I know it's a soap, and I know it's not real, but 
I definitely invested so much into the story of everybody who lives yeah. in this low town in Australia that it, it could be real to me. Like the line is definitely blurred. So my first impression of them as a couple, they were just so fun. Like yes. they were really funny. The audience was belly laughing. They yeah. were so down to earth, so open, and were just mm-hmm. game for game for it, weren't they? What did you think? Yeah, absolutely. They, there was no like, you know, sometimes when you meet a celeb, you can tell they're a bit like, oh, I'm I'm a celeb and you're not. They're not like that at all. They are so down to earth, like you say, so genuine, so comfortable with each other, which makes everyone else feel relaxed. Yeah. So Sophie's hilarious. Sophie's really funny. Um, <laughs> the way, you know, she's so animated, the way she's telling the stories and everything. She's brilliant. So it was just yeah. really nice. It was like having a, a chat with friends because we know i mean they don't know us but we know their characters we've watched them for years and it was just like sitting around listening to a couple of friends talking it was just so nice yeah and it, and i think even if you were not like a mad ziggy and dean ship shipper yeah. or mad yeah. on them as characters it was an absolutely glorious evening for a home and away fan in general, I think. Yeah, uh, there was lots of stuff that, about the show in general, wasn't there? They, little, you know, snippets of information that we got from them, which wasn't yeah. necessarily about Ziggy and Dean, but about home and away in general, which was really nice. Yeah, absolutely. Some behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Um, some of um, We've uploaded a couple of clips of, of them explaining some of the behind the scenes stuff to our YouTube channel. Um, so go and find that um, if you want and to Instagram. see. Instagram yeah and Instagram as well go and find that you know many of you have um but it's really really good sort of couple of clips um about some of that behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. you mentioned about Sophie being so hilarious there the first thing that had us all laughing was she was like I'm I, honestly they, they, they were talking about the reach of the show weren't they the first part of um the an audience with the, the show really the evening was a sort of presented uh there was a presenter wasn't there and there yeah. was like a an answer thing with the presenter then there was an interval and then we had a Q&A where the audience were asking questions and yeah. good journalists we we asked a question we'll come on to in a moment um and getting the scoop for you all and then at the end there was a meet and greet we got to speak to them one-on-one didn't we have autographs yeah. and pictures taken and things like that um, so it's sort of split into three parts and right at the top they were talking about the popularity of the show the presenter asked them you know are you are you conscious working on home and away of its reach and its effects in countries like the UK Ireland mm. Belgium, etc Norway um, and so Sophie was like I am shocked that there's anybody <laughs> here <laughs> <laughs> They really thought it was going to be an empty room, didn't they? Bless them. But I think they sold out tickets, didn't they? I think there's about 90 people. I think the organiser said that there was about 90 people in the room, which is a lot because it was it wasn't a huge venue, was it? It, Like you say, it was a um, a a brewery company, wasn't it? In London, South London. So it wasn't a huge venue, but it really was packed out with people, wasn't it? It was. an intimate venue, but, but yeah. didn't feel didn't feel small because it was so busy, you know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, she was so funny. Like, I'm just shocked anybody's here. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And look, and she's, I think that shock might wear off as she goes around more cities because it sounds like I've had a quick look before we come on today to record this and a lot of the dates are sold out. So yeah. I think they've underestimated their popularity probably, being mm. humble more than likely. I but, think but, it's probably explained by something they did tell us because I can't remember who, who asked them now, but we found out that Paddy and Sophie, neither of them had watched Home and Away before being on the show. So yeah. I think, you know, if you'd watched the soap growing up, maybe it would have been a bit bigger deal and you'd understand the impact of of your character on the audience because you're now in that show and you were the audience. But maybe because they, they've never watched it before they were on the show, they've never really yeah. thought about who's sitting at yeah. home watching it, getting invested in the characters. So that's true that's so that true. Was, and also there was a gasp in the room when they said that like, oh, you've never seen it <laughs> there was a huge gasp wasn't there when they said they didn't watch it before joining watch a couple though wouldn't you before your audition do you know what I mean I guess they did but they weren't avid yeah. watchers of the yeah. show yeah it was funny when you know they were they were talking about that and that there are auditions and things you know yeah Sophie explained that she rocked up you know the only one there there was loads of Sophie's potentials the potential Ziggy should I say mm. and then um, the only one in the band t-shirt and the ripped jeans yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah she said everyone else was dressed a bit more conservative didn't she she was like oh I didn't get the memo <laughs> <laughs> it obviously worked for her you know not looking like everyone else looking a bit alternative yeah well she was a baddie at the beginning she was a, she was yeah she'd She'd run away because she'd stolen a car in the first episode that we saw her in. Yeah, that was it. Jumping yeah. through that window, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and she talks about this and the presenter asked them about, you know, what what was day one like on set? You know, talk mm. us through that day. You're on this iconic show that they had really no idea what the reach was. <laughs> <laughs> as they say um and, and and to be fair she said the days are so long you know mm, you don't yeah. really think about who's watching it you just sort of do your lines do you you know go home yeah. learn lines for the next day and you're back in again the next day you know you, you can understand that you know yeah um and and Patrick actually sort of expanded on it by saying however um just to let you all know nobody who works at home and away back in Sydney mm. takes it granted how yeah. much the funding and mm. the money comes from <laughs> comes from the UK yeah which I thought was interesting because you yeah. didn't, that's not something that anybody would dream of asking he brought that up you know mm. like that's and we, there was a lot there's loads have been loads of talk over the years about you know, the whole neighbors cancellation tobacco mm. and then uncancellation was there was loads of talk about money and funding and things because that was on the same channel as channel as home and away over here in the UK blah blah blah, blah. So I just thought that was really interesting even to even mention it. You know, like yeah. everyone's there that. Yeah, we we're bankrolling it. it. <laughs> we're bankrolling the show. And they're very grateful, aren't they? They're very grateful for for the UK audience, you know, loving the show so much. And it's obvious yeah. and, yeah, it's, yeah. it was it, nice. It, it, yeah. we, say we wouldn't have, we just wouldn't be here. Yeah. Nice, didn't I mean, we, we, we know this is a big show in Australia. Um, we know that as well. So we're not saying there's, you know, there's audiences elsewhere yeah. Um, yeah. and not making a big impact. But it was nice to hear that, you know, everyone on set is aware that the UK is mad for this show. <laughs> and it's, you know, the, their gratefulness for, for that was, was quite obvious, wasn't it? 
yeah, and, and and really appreciative. So they talk about joining the show. They've never watched it before, as you say. Mm. And is asking them about that first day on set. Um, Dean talks quite candidly, I thought, about his anxiety. Paddy. <laughs> yeah, Paddy. <laughs> You'll have to just keep that. You'll have to just keep I keep him. doing it as well. I keep calling him Dean. Like, it's not his name. <laughs> oh, he talks quite candidly about day one on set, his anxiety about being a river boy. Mm. And now, I, do you remember the fan backlash? When, do you remember the, when, when he was announced as a character and the pictures were up and everyone was like, what the hell? He's nothing like Brax. Like... I didn't know whether I was aware of that at the time. He's not true river boy. Yeah, there was a massive online thing. He's not a real river boy. The river boys are Brax, Heath and Casey and and Kyle, depending on which what your persuasion is. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they would. So the fact that he spoke about the anxiety of trying Mm. to continue that river boy legacy was fascinating. I thought. Yeah, I don't think I was aware of that because I don't think back then I was on any forums or Facebook groups or. It was just oh, me watching the show, you know, on my own. So <laughs> I don't think I spoke to anybody about it. So I didn't know that. But that was quite interesting because it is when when I had to think about it then, I was thinking, gosh, it is quite a big legacy to join because the River Boys is something. I mean, you were watching a show that's been made recently, weren't you? Well, that's mentioned the River Boys. They, they have got this legacy, haven't they? <laughs> so, um, Colin from accounts, you need to watch that so fully. I will. I'll get on it. Um, There's a river boy joke in, in there, isn't there? So th- they are iconic, aren't they? Whatever you think of them. Modern, yeah, day, modern day homers, you think of river boys. You, so, you do. Yeah. And we had a bit of a debate with a couple of our listeners on Twitter mm. in the week the river boys, didn't we? And talked about the end of the era, Dean's yeah. leave show, and that's the yeah. last river boy and all the rest of it. And, mm. and it always sparks a bit of a polarised mm. debate, the river boys. Oh, yeah. I think. They, they they are always brought up because they epitomise the new home at home and away versus the old. Yes. You know. Yeah. They, they, you know they epitomise the change to what the show is today to what it was type thing. Mm. So they always tend to polarise the audience. The longer audience generally tend to be like, oh, they ruined it. Um, not all, but you know. And then newer listeners, uh, viewers tend to. You know, absolutely love that, and they were they were wildly popular at the time. Oh my yeah. gosh! See, and when they came, I remember saying to you because yeah. you said to me that they they were Marmite, and I was like, really, I love them. I I couldn't even imagine <laughs> anybody not liking them because I love them so much. I spent five years rowing with people online about them. <laughs> I had no oh. idea. There's yeah. me just going, oh, they're great, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that there was so much hate for them. When will it end? Oh um, dear. So we went, and it, it happened and the minute they mentioned it happened again didn't it but it's, yeah. really, it's always fascinating because to me mm. that's just talking about the show talking about mm. their opinion and I just, I just love that stuff that's why we're here doing this podcast right yeah um so yeah his his anxiety about about carrying that on was just mm. you know really understandable and and the reaction from the fans was polarized at the time when he started and it was a bit like he's a you know poundland brax (laughs) you know (laughs) it's never going to happen um but of course i think as time went on well he outlasted everybody else didn't he outlasted all the other river boys well that's true that's river boys standing and he became 
the the character really for a long long time mm. the whole Colby thing you know he spoke about joining with Colby and that was his rock you know yeah joining yeah. with him you know he plays he played Colby because they uh, knew each other didn't they was it from acting school did he say that they knew each other all they knew each other somehow didn't they yeah or college or something yeah that's right um so they they were buddies and they went through the journey together the journey yeah <laughs> so it really helped and um and he spoke he spoke really fondly of Tim yeah uh, and his time on the show with him and and they the first sort of three four years of Dean's sort of sort of time in Summer Bay mm. was spent with Colby and the whole Bella yeah um family and Willow um mm. four of them were from Mangrove River and they were you know, murdering stepdads and finding illiterates <laughs> in the garden, rocking and, you know, pushing down doors and shooting up cops. And, you know, they went through all that, all that together. So he spoke quite, quite candidly about it, which I liked. And we've heard this mentioned before by Ethan Brown, who plays Tane on an interview he's done. They spoke mm. about this elf, this elf handshake keeps coming up. Yes. The, it, it was on the, um, uh, the Alf This Is Your Life programme as well wasn't it it came up on there and I've seen it when I think Channel 7 have a programme where they interview Home and Away cast and I've seen it on Instagram as well where Tane's mentioned it yeah, yeah when you meet Alf on set he will shake your hand the first time you meet but then no more handshakes after that that's it you get one <laughs> <laughs> but they said they did get another one when they left so they got you know they got two they were quite yeah. chuffed about that one <laughs> Yeah, that means they've made it. They're special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could in the end. They spoke about people they worked with. Yeah. Uh, and this more, you know, it, it came sort of a, a, up again, you know, when the audience started asking questions after the interval. Mm. You know, they spoke about that bitch Sabone is apparently really nice, but, yeah, you know, <laughs> some believe it. Yeah. Um, Karen, the, the actress who played Karen. For oh, me, they love Karen, don't they? Mm. Well, I can't remember her name in real life now. It's gone in my brain. But they said she was a very formidable actress. You know, she was a pleasure to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, about her, weren't they? You know, and Dean yeah. was saying he didn't consider himself, Dean Patrick was saying he didn't consider himself a particularly great actor in the early days. And he and for him, not coming from a single parent background, he both mm. learned so much off her. Yeah. In, a, in an acting skill set sense. Yeah. And also, um, you know, in like, you know, the struggles of a, of a single parent family and the whole mental health struggles that Karen went on. And he just said he had a newfound respect for anybody. And, mm. you know, I think we're not the only ones who took something from that, you know, yeah. in the middle of it, you know. Um, I remember he actually shared. That I'm sure I can't remember her name and I'm kicking myself now but the lady that plays Karen I'm sure Dean Dean Paddy Paddy told us that <laughs> in real life her brother's schizophrenic I think he said that didn't he so a lot of what her storyline yeah. she was drawing on her own personal you know um experience of that yeah. which uh, was yes. fascinating yeah and she 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 would know how to play it on and giving him tips on how because she'd been in his boots yeah so she yeah. she knew how that would feel and react and she 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 yeah. just the best advice on how to make bring that story 
yeah to life on screen and give it give it the justice it needed you know yeah, yeah you're right that was really interesting I've missed that out of my notes so yeah well done <laughs> just come back to me as we were talking I was like oh Karen yeah that was quite an interesting um you know that was quite a personal thing to share with us as well but it was really yeah. interesting to yeah. hear that and I mean you know when I say they're dead, just dead down to earth they just would open up for anything weren't they you know well, that's I, what I, they said you know when we got to the Q&A section and they said to the audience you know there's no questions that are off limits you know nobody really asked anything that intrusive actually in the end I think the worst question they got was when is Paddy going to propose to Sophie? <laughs> I think that was probably the the most personal. Yeah, the really rubbed <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, maybe. Um, watch this space. So I think that was as personal. But they did say, you know, ask us anything. You know, there's no questions that we won't entertain. So yeah, they're just and, 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 so down to earth. Yeah, they didn't dodge it. You know, no. I would. You know, you know, they they were just amazing. Uh, yeah. You know, amazing to listen. I could have listened to them all night. You know. Yeah. Um, especially since it's about my favourite show, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. That else. There was a moment where Sophie welled up a bit, wasn't there? Which there was a couple of moments where she looked like she was about to cry, wasn't there? Oh, bless her. And this shows you how much she was just wearing a heart on her sleeve. Just mm. you, you knew everything, you know, was genuine. You know, it was, yeah. You know, and she was chatting about the first day on set, and the car picks her up. By the way, with your coffee order. Yes, that sounds nice. My God. So you into work with your, co- with your coffee. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that in my job, I'll tell you now. <laughs> no, I'm not, but I'm going to put it in. I'm going to put it in for expenses on Monday. <laughs> I want a car outside with a flat white. I've passed eight every morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put it on the Amex. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I live five minute walk, five minute walk from work. <laughs> Kill the environment while we're at it, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> electro car, get an electric car, you'd be fine. Oh, everyone's got one of them these days, haven't they? Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah. She talks about that first moment where you see Palm Beach in the car. Mm, yeah. Up and it's four a.m. and the sun's rising over the ocean, and she and she she got all emotional about it, didn't she? She did. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see that for real, wouldn't you? To me, though, that tells me how profound that place is. Yeah. To have that effect Mm. on somebody. And she had that response on that in that moment because... Yeah, memory of it, yeah. Yeah, and she misses it. Mm. They've moved to London now, haven't they? (laughs) (laughs) Those lovely coastal views are a long, long time gone. Yeah. Mm. Um, so just gorgeous gorgeous people um, yeah what was Dick? can you remember what um, Patrick said Dean's name should have been could you remember I've got it written down oh <laughs> I, I remember him saying it but it's gone out my head what, what was it so Dean was never going to be called Dean initially yeah he's going to be called Roy <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember what I knew it was going to make me laugh. It doesn't suit him, does it, Roy? No, Thomas. not a terrible name. It just yeah. it isn't Dean. It's not Dean's name. No. It's a bit mini Zanarak. <laughs> oh, Roy Cropper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little With his model train set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, they didn't go with that. 
badass that was it yeah mm. you can't have a river boy called roy can you come on <laughs> no <laughs> not one that's alive anyway i made it made it up and grow river. <laughs> made it past five years old oh dear um, and they spoke a lot then, sort of, they tailed off the sort of interview segment. They spoke a lot about uh, their exit from the show, yeah. which we, yeah. we've seen on air in the UK this last week. Well-timed audience, mm. I would say. Um, leaving the same week as this event in London. And, um, yeah, they spoke about how emotional it was. He said <laughs> Sophie would have stayed forever. She wanted to yeah. You, Marilyn. <laughs> I know she kept mentioning um, Emily that plays Marilyn. Didn't she? she? I just want to be her. Just want. To, I was like, yeah, join the join the club. Who doesn't want to be Emily Sybins? She's absolutely mm. stunning, isn't she? Yeah, absolutely. So, so and, lovely. Um, and you know what? I think I could picture Ziggy being that kind of character that's there yeah. for you, brings up a family. Um, and do you think that's why the door might have been left open for them? Yeah, possibly. I mean, there's it, like you say, the door was open, so there's there's no, you know, there's no real bar for them to not come back, is there? There's nothing, there's no excuse for them to not come back in the future. We don't get yeah. many that do, but Marilyn certainly is a character that left and came back, so we know it happens. Yeah, she's been and gone a few times over the yeah. years. Um, yeah. Not so much nowadays, she's, she's stayed in it forever now, but... I hope so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be against mm. one day with yeah. baby Joe, baby Izzy. Um, well, it wouldn't be a baby, it'd be a fully well, grown yeah. human, yeah. It'd be like Sally all over again. With little yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, little Pip that's not so little anymore, yeah. Just a quick segue, how's little Pip not sort of become an angsty teen yet and run away to come to the bay to find out where her mum grew up? Someone, someone write that, you know. <laughs> Turns up on uh, Mr. Stewart's doorstep. Yeah. 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 And my mum spoke about this a lot, you know. Yeah. To learn. Yeah, we need that. We need mm. that. <laughs> Write it in the book. Um, the oldest, the old fans like ourselves will love it. I nearly called us oldies. The old fans <laughs> would love it. <laughs> Charming. Long termers. Yeah. Lifers. Uh, that's it. Like, Homer's lifers. Lifers. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is the Patty and Sophie's moment, Simon. Sorry, no, yeah. Okay, Richard. Uh, then we had this, like you say, Q and A, and we there were we had a chance to ask questions ourselves. Somebody had checked when Patrick, Paddy was going to uh, propose, as you've mentioned, and he did mm. that, didn't he? Swerve that question. Well, he didn't say um, he wasn't going to. He just kind of said, "Well, you know, watch this space," didn't he? So that to me meant it's yeah. I'm waiting for Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And somebody asked why he's always eating pizza. <laughs> why do they only ever eat pizza in salt? Ziggy is the pizza queen, according to Mac. The so, pizza queen, yeah. I mean, Mac might make a profit now that they've left. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's always giving them free pizza and free <laughs> beer. So maybe that's why she's in debt. Absolutely. You never know. Um, and, and actually, Paddy says he did address this. With mm. the, he said, I went upstairs and, ch- and said, you know, he'd want to eat pizza every third scene. You know, he wouldn't wear <laughs> <like> this. <laughs> what did he say they said? Basically sent him away. Yeah, they, don't, they didn't take it seriously, did they? They just went, oh, that's just just how it is. Yeah. So the they, did, they did laugh, didn't they? Because they were like, all the, all the, you know, 
fit people on Home and Away live off pizza, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and in fact, they're all just inhaling kale fumes. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, Chewing it and spitting it back out. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then um, we asked a question. We did? Because, well, you did. Well, being a responsible newspaper for the Northern District area, we couldn't not, you know. <laughs> um, and we said, if you were in the writer's room and you had free reign to write your exit, what exit would you have given your characters? Because we know on screen they've just driven off to Brisbane to be with Jai, don't we? So, mm. like, as an actor and a Yuri child, you'd want something a little bit more um, involved, I would say. And they did, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> it all back. Well, so Dean had a lot of ideas about his exit that he would have, you know, begged for, I think. Yeah, he said, didn't he say, he, he suggested that he broke Colby out of prison? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he said he was going to go all rogue, break Colby out of prison, and then there'd be some kind of shootout between him and someone else who wanted them both dead. But he hadn't—he didn't explain the full storyline around the circumstances to which he'd be shot at by some assailant. Uh, but he did say <laughs> it would be—it would be pouring with rain. He would be breaking Colby out of jail. They would get into some kind of fracas with this assailant who had a gun. Dean <laughs> would get shot. He would—he would fall down. Ziggy would be there crying over Dean as he's dying. Dean would be shouting, I love you, Colby. And Colby would be shouting, I love you, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> he painted quite a picture of uh, he what did. he wanted to happen. Oh, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm pretty sure we've had that episode. <laughs> Have we? Along those lines, yeah. Yeah, probably. Well, I don't think we've been far off that at some at various points in the show's history. Yeah. Um, and um, Sophie's response to the question was 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 along the same vein. She, I imagined it pouring with rain, yeah. Dean's lifeless body on the floor, and I'm crying over it. And then I, <laughs> I have to go and I become the new Dean, and I go after the person who's killed. Oh yeah, she was gonna yeah. go John Wick on whoever yeah. shot him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was. That'd be hilarious. You imagine that Ziggy the assassin. That, that could that could have its own spin off actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Foxtel, make it happen. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, and they um, and that that would be a, a big sort of character turning point for Ziggy if that happened. You know, mm, definitely. I think what she was saying was, Patrick wants to leave the show, so we're going to kill you, and I'm going to stay on. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, try and uh, what's the word? Get revenge for Dean. Revenge. Avengers death, yeah. Yeah, that's which, it. like you said, would be a pretty good three sixty for her character, considering you know Dean helped Colby bury the body when Colby killed his dad, and she dumped him for that. No, not Colby's mm. dad, um, Bella's dad. Mm. She dumped him for just helping conceal the crime, didn't she? So to go from that to a vengeful murderer, that would be quite a character change, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm here for that. I'm, I'm yeah, definitely uh, here that... for that. <laughs> It's, that's what we call going on the arc. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think um, I think we need to see Ziggy again in the future. In the future, she wants to live life, Sophie and uh, yeah. Pam. And like you say, they're now living over here in London. Mm. 
Um, and they seem to be just loving life, don't they? they the, one of the things they said about how it's so good to live in London was the fact that they could go anywhere within a drop of a hat. So they, they said the best thing about London was that they could get to Italy or Portugal. So the best thing about London is they can skate London and go somewhere else. <laughs> I, didn't, I was trying not to laugh too hard about that. I was like, oh, my God. Um, I don't think they meant it like that. It just when the way she said it just made me laugh. Like, oh, I love living in London because I can get to Italy or Portugal or France or That's wherever. Take for granted. Two hours we can be in our yeah. places. Two hours and three. two hours in Australia, and you're still in Australia, aren't you? Traveling. <laughs> well, didn't uh, Patrick or one of us said, you know, a five-hour flight, you can not even be out of the state yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's two days. Huge, isn't it? Ah, did you hear that on the episode? In the car, 21 hours to drive. That's mad. I mean, 21 hours, if you start at the bottom of, God. you know, England and drive 21 hours, you'd be in the North Sea. <laughs> She's got the map out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn geography after I got after I got embarrassed on the pod for not knowing where Perth was. Oh, dear. Oh, just honestly, we was I was grinning from ear to ear the whole day. Mm, um, you good. had an absolute blast, didn't we? Mm, definitely, um, yeah. And um, we would do it. It was the little snippets. It was like you know that story that she told us about how they make the magic happen. You know, like you know, some scenes you can tell it's not a sunny day in Summer Bay because they're looking a bit cold. They've got the coat on. Yeah. It's the coffee cart scenes where everyone's looking a little bit shivery, but they're trying to pretend it's like, you know, mid midsummer. Um, and she told us that story, didn't she, where they were, it was when Ziggy was wearing like very short shorts and a, and like a tank top. And she wore that as like kind of her uniform, didn't she, for years. It was like yeah. denim shorts or leather shorts and a tank top. And so she was doing a scene in the caravan park and the caravan park had flooded, which apparently is a regular occurrence that the caravan park gets flooded and the caravans basically caravan wash away, away. <laughs> which <laughs> might, might explain. I mean, it kind of it was a light bulb moment for me. I was like, this is probably why we're not in the caravan park that often, because maybe a lot of the year they can't film there because of this, this flooding issue that they've got. Um, yeah. But said it, it was a freezing cold day, caravan park. And they were when they were breathing, you could see um, like their breath, you know, because the, you know, the air was cold. So you could see their breath coming out of their mouth. So the, she's wearing next to nothing. She's freezing cold. And then they said, right, to get rid of this breath on the camera, because we're trying to make it look sum, summery and sunny, suck on this ice cube to make your mouth cold. And then when you talk, you won't have that cold breath. And then we can shoot the scene. So she's absolutely freezing cold, sucking an ice cube and spitting it out and then doing a line and then another one. And oh, it just sounded horrendous. The things they have to do, honestly. <laughs> she said we were literally blue. <laughs> yeah. Makeup ladies must have been piling it on. Yeah, and an ice a foundation. Temperature was minus one. Oh. So that's on an ice cube, so you can't see the breath on camera. The price yeah. they pay for make it always summer in summer day. Absolutely, that was quite interesting. Those little behind the scenes things that they mentioned were were so interesting, weren't they? Like the caravan park flooding. That was like what to me. You just don't imagine that, do you? No. 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 And that's why we say it was a great night for any home and away fan. Yeah. Know, not just a Dean and Ziggy fan. Yeah. Uh, and Sophie fan. Absolutely glorious evening, wasn't it? And then we got a chance to meet them. We did. And they were so nice. They were so lovely. And I'd had a couple of wines by then. <laughs> so, <laughs> From a can. 
That detail matters. In a brewery, I oh know. Um, bless us. Bless us asking for wine in a brewery. Everyone else was on the beer. We're like, we don't drink beer. Um, but they were so lovely, weren't they? They were really nice. We got a couple of minutes to talk to them. I was talking to Sophie. You were talking to Paddy. We had our photos taken with them. We've got signed photographs that they had. Um, they were selling photographs of Dean and Ziggy together. Lovely photograph. And they signed a couple of photographs for us. So it was just really nice, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. So if you were thinking of going to one of these events and um, we're um and are in, get mm. yourself one. You will not regret it, you know. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think, think one of the good things was talking to other people. So we were sat on a table with other homeless fans, obviously. Yeah. Um, Bev and Claire and Claire's husband, who's name's gone out of my head actually can you remember his name no. oh, i had it a second ago and it's gone i can't remember and um, we were talking to them weren't we bev had driven six hours from cornwall to get to london to for this event and yeah. we were thinking we'd had a long day you know but she she'd driven six hours to get there um i think claire and her husband had come from the midlands near near where i live so yeah it was just nice to talk to them and everyone made the effort to get yeah to it yeah from from all angles of the country there was there was people from scotland and that's another that's another joy Mm. you know you um mingle with other fans yes like chit chat about home and away all night i mean yeah what other way to what name name a better way to spend a saturday night come on (laughs) scrabble with palmer (laughs) that's about the only thing yeah that would be equal to it i think yeah. Absolutely, get yourself to one. They hinted, Sophie hinted to us when we had a little one-on-one meet and greet. They might add some more UK dates as well. I think they're trying to work out some things. Out I there. think the events organisers have said that on the Instagram page actually, because they've been replying to people's comments saying, "Oh, I didn't know they were here," because they did Bristol a couple. I know oh, the night before, I think it was. They did Bristol the night before us, and then they did London. And yeah. a few people have seen the photographs online and, and sort of commented, oh, I didn't know they were here. You're going to do another event. And I think view events have said, yeah, later on the year, um, we'll, you know, keep, keep an eye on the dates. So there might be some more. There are some um, island dates coming up, I think, but I think they're all sold out, aren't they? Uh, most of them are. I mean, I know Dublin, Dublin is this weekend. and you Yeah, have, Dublin work. is Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. Island's a bit of a stretch. Keep, just mm. keep I out. Maybe we'll if if there is news about more UK dates, maybe we'll post it as well. You know, yes. So people don't miss it. Um, yeah. Definitely get yourself to one. Um, now, mm. if getting to one is just not an option for you, you know, mm. um, maybe we have something for you. Yeah. Don't we? So we mentioned that we had a chance to um, to speak and, and get autographs, and we got an extra one. For one of our listeners, didn't we? Yeah. So we have, which is really exciting. I just had to pause for a breath. We have <laughs> a signed picture of Dean and Ziggy to give away absolutely free to one of our listeners um, because we wanted to we wanted to give back, didn't we? We wanted to give some of our listeners a chance at yeah. ha- owning this. You know, having it, even if you didn't get there on the night, didn't we? We saw them sign it as well. We've got pictures of them with it. So this is a genuine yep. article, genuine signed by Sophie and Paddy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'd like to give that to somebody 
that listens to the show really don't we like to listen to our show I mean one of our listeners um share the love because this little podcast you know we kind of do it for fun but it does mean the world to us when you guys interact with us on twitter um or instagram you know and, and we have those little conversations with you about about this show that just means the world to us so yeah to do something for you guys give a give a photo away to one of you that would be great wouldn't it absolutely um and you've got to work for it a little bit we're just not just going to give it you <laughs> like how do we decide who to give it to we've got to make it fair mm. so we are going to be running this over the next couple of weeks the next few episodes okay um of the podcast so you've got time to get your entry in okay um but you need to answer a question that's all it's not too much effort is it mm. Uh, do you want to read the question or shall I read the question? Have you got the question? You go for it. You go for it. Um, so we need you to answer this question. Now, listen carefully. Or you could rewind the podcast. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> it was one time you can't listen again. Uh, <laughs> we need the answer to this question on an email. OK, now our email address is in the episode description of this episode. It's all over the social medias. It's on our website. There's also a link in this episode description as well um if you struggle to find it uh, i know you won't but if you struggle to find it ask us on social media and we'll help you are okay we not given, are we not given the email address now are yeah. we letting them find it oh okay oh yeah i can give it yeah um but it is in the episode below it's coastalnewspod at gmail.com isn't it yes you need to email the answer to the following question Dean and Ziggy have recently given birth to a beautiful baby daughter. What's her name? Move aside, Bradley Walsh. So get your answers in. You could be um, clutching signed photograph from um, Sophie Dillman and Patrick O'Connor. It could be yours in a matter of weeks. Um, I will remind you in yeah. uh, as we go and um, in the next couple of episodes of the question on how to enter um, terms and conditions and all the rest of it, and all the instructions on how to enter in case you forget are going to be on our website. Um, again, the link will be in the description of this podcast episode. Good luck. Right, let's get on with what we're here to do, recap the eps and share our thoughts and opinions on it. Do you want your headlines, Sophie? I do, I do. Always? Always. Apart from that one week, I'm going to surprise you and say no. <laughs> no, I wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> not this week. I will just not give them you. <laughs> I'll just log off. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that to me. Cash and Eden's love bubble is all but popped as Felicity walks in. Mm. Flick heads to the country in search of her demons and Gary. <laughs> Ziggy and Dean decide to leave Summer Bay for good so that they can be close to Jai. Oh. And Bree discovers that she is pregnant with her abusive dead husband's baby whom she murdered in the woods a few weeks back and starts to push Remy away. Catchy. <laughs> Please take the time to like, subscribe, and review Coastal News wherever you source your podcasts and ensure you never miss an episode.
So they said it on Facebook last week. Cash and Eden are in a love bubble, um, and we see that obviously filthy, wow. filthy bubble, <laughs> kitchen bubble, bedroom bubble, bathroom um, bubble, bathroom. shower bubble. Yeah. <laughs> it should have come with a warning this week, shouldn't it? <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I loved it as well. I I've made no apology about wanting this for so long with these mm. two. Got a bit fed up of the will they won't be, you know, for yes. a while there. And, yeah. and the fact that a memory came back a fortnight ago. Mm. And, you know, we still weren't there until this but big romantic. I'm not song. convinced the feelings came back. I know the the memories were coming back, but I wasn't convinced until the song, which we'll talk about. I wasn't convinced the feelings were there. Well, you know, um. well, she, well after, obviously she's done this song now that she Eden. Mm for the gig she 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 ran well she wasn't for the gig she ended up performing it and that's how she let Cass mm. know that she she remembers you know and the song yeah. was actually Lyric's best song <laughs> we said that last week didn't we it's better than anything they've done themselves which is terrible but yeah it was lovely she's got a gorgeous voice it was a really good song yes. and it was it was like a therapy wasn't it all that stuff in her head that she couldn't make sense of she wrote it all down and this became the song and it was like an explanation to him, wasn't it? It was lovely. Just the way I yeah. love that whole thing. The way it was executed. The way that was done. And and it's not how I would have seen it going. No, me neither. Quite, quite enjoyable that it was somewhat different. It was because, you know, when they did the when they couldn't carry on because of Remy's hand and they were like, what should we do? What should we do? I really thought it was going to be Theo and Kirby, the, the double act again, because we know that they've apparently done some gigs as a double act, haven't they? Yes. To keep to keep the money coming in. So I thought, oh, here we go. We're going to see Theo and Kirby do the double act. But when Eden said, I've got something, I wasn't expecting that at all. No, I wasn't. Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and as you say, she's got a gorgeous voice. Yeah. Um, and afterwards, Cash is sort of like, can we talk about it? You know, like you've just sang a song to me saying that you love me and you, mm-hmm. you love me. Um, and she basically describes, I'm glad he didn't press the matter because I thought he was going to. Mm. Um, she basically says, you know, it didn't really just come back and I didn't tell you. It's sort of been flashes here and there, a memory. Mm a feeling you know it's all been sort of bits of a jigsaw that she's had to piece together and yeah. he's just like who cares you're here let's get let's get down to it let's get get let's on the kitchen counter love <laughs> <laughs> and they do I take to bed eventually i know it was yeah. a bit sort of you know we've waited too long and i'm about to explode moment yeah i was almost uh, off the boil with these two but they put it right back on the boil for me <laughs> i am glad yeah because i yeah. thought the only one flying the flag for us yeah, I was getting a bit te- like it's a bit tedious, and I was thinking, oh come on! And then finally, um, yeah, just before I got bored, they they ramped up the heat, which is what I needed. Good, good. You're back. You're back. You're back <laughs> I'm over. back. Should I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we calling them? Are they? What, what's their couple name? Cash and Eden. Edash. What What are we calling them? What's the online discussion? I don't know. We'll have to find that. What's the official ship? Is anyone? Actually... Obviously, we've got tenacity, which is Tani and Felicity, isn't it? But I don't know what we're calling Cash and Eden. Hmm. I have to look that one up. Cadden. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll put a pin in that one. Mm. Um, now they're in bed, and Felicity's just let herself in. <laughs> looking for Eden, looking for a chat because we know. Hi. 
Yeah. <laughs> Straight in, because that's what brothers and sisters do to their bedrooms as adults. No, it was Eden's bedroom. Oh, yeah, but either way, do you just walk into it? No, <laughs> you knock and you go, are you in there? Are you decent? Not flick, though. <laughs> <laughs> No, straight mm. Caesar brother, because and he's not even worried about it. He's counting down. Three. He's going. She, she'll be in here in three seconds, isn't he? <laughs> and I'm thinking your sister's about to see you in bed with. Her. Okay. Oh, so um, yeah. That happens. It's horrible. I'm cringing to high heaven. On I was laughing. I thought it was uh, so funny. It's just another reminder of how well Cash knows Flick. You know, because mm. Eden was like, "No, we'll just be I'm, quiet." And, and Cash was like, no, we can't just be quiet. She'll burst in in three seconds, literally counted it down, and the door was open. <laughs> good point, yeah. Yeah. Really good, uh, yeah, good point about, about that relationship between Cash and Flick being so tight. And he, he, he gets his pants on and he says, I'm going to go for food <laughs> to it. You obviously want to have a chat. So off he goes for some food. And Flick starts talking to Eden and then doesn't she? Um mm. You know, and Eden sort of gives a bit of detail about that, you know, about her re rekindling of things with Cash and they, they swap stories a bit. But obviously, Flist is gone there for a reason and she's mm. breaking down before we know it about Tane. Um, you know, I'm horrible. It's horrible. I know I took it all out on him. I feel guilty, was the word mm. she was saying. Um, and Eden says to her, You've just got to. Face up to your demons. Those were her words. You know, you've you've got to just grab this now and sort this out. And just at that moment, you know, Felicity's in floods of tears. She's letting it all out. She's saying she feels guilty. Finally, she's realising that she's took a lot out on Tane, hasn't she, basically? This was the moment where she's admitted it out. Yeah. We needed needed to hear this, didn't we? Because we've been saying for weeks, you know, she's acting like an absolute madam, you know, blaming him being absolutely vile to him the, the accident's not his fault it was you know it came about because of actions that cash had done it has nothing to do with tane actually you know yeah. she she'd screamed him in his face at the barbecue in front of everybody i don't even want to marry you anyway you know and then every time they've met you know she kicked him out of salt last week that's horrendous <laughs> it's really childish and petty who, and his engagement ring at him threw what? it in his face literally threw it in his face like yeah, it's about time she took a step back and went, oh, do you know what? I've actually been a bit of a cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And this was the moment where she sort of vocalised it, you know. Mm. Um, and I'm glad she feels guilty. I'm so glad she feels guilty. She deserves to feel guilty. Mm. Guilt's not a very good feeling. One of the worst, yeah. actually. Awful, you know? yeah. Yeah, and I'm, she needs to feel a bit of pain because what is she has dragged Tarnie through in these last few weeks, she needs to suffer a bit. You know, mm. I, I'm not taking anything away from, you know, the post-trauma from the accident and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, but all she had to do was talk, you know. Yeah, she was uh, aware that she was being affected. You know, she was aware she's quit drinking now. Mm. And she's aware that she was still holding on to these feelings, these flashbacks and that, that horrible feeling in the car and everything. And she felt suffocated. She could feel the flames on all of that. She She's aware of all of that. But she just, until this week, she had no self-awareness of what she was actually doing to Tane. But now it's like a light bulb, hasn't it? 
just yeah. suddenly realised which we, we needed because I think if it gone any longer I'd have been like oh, God, I'm going to have to fast forward yeah should <laughs> we getting that close yeah yeah mm. well I was thinking now my mind was sort of running away with where do we go from here now you know like mm. how, how do we get back to Tarn how do we get Tarni on board so I was already at that point where I'm thinking mm. like how is she even going to do this now because Tarni's kicked her stuff out he's not mm. talking to it like and rightly so actually i would defend him for that because he's yeah. enough patience with her you know what i mean mm. um and then we go on later on obviously she's cash has come home at this point and interrupted this conversation so flick gets herself off to work you know drying her eyes and gets herself off to work and tane's there again at salt it's the mm. place the only place to be and <laughs> um, um he's he helps her close up doesn't he at the end of a shift and he's sort of hanging around and he's chatting to her more and there's a bit more of a dialogue between the two of them mm. and I'm then trying to work out whether I'm excited by that or whether I'm over it as well do you know what I mean are you mm. I'm conflicted in how I want this to go at this stage in the story well, they were avoiding it weren't they so they were having this conversation and, and locking up but they weren't actually talking about the elephant in the room you know what's going on well, well, were they? They were doing it in code, I thought. They, they were, were, yeah, but it, even, no, they? she she wasn't saying, I'm really sorry. He wasn't saying, it's yeah, okay, yeah. let's work through it. You know, that's what I wanted to hear at that point, but I wasn't getting it. Yeah. And I was like, this is not closure. Either breaking up closure or getting together and addressing the problems closure. There was nothing there for me to grab onto. It was like, oh, it was like an yeah, almost... Yeah, they, they needed to just be lay, lay the cards out, didn't they, at that point? Yeah. That, and it didn't happen. It was they were talking like, about Cash and Eden, weren't they? But they were actually talking about themselves. You know, they were saying, oh, isn't it great that, you know, they've got the happy ever after. And I was like, you're talking about each other, but yeah. you're not actually talking That's about each it. other. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they'll find their way back to each other. You're thinking. Yeah. Bloody do it. Yeah, oh. just get on with it. <laughs> So I couldn't quite work out whether I wanted it at that stage. And no. then, you know, Felicity then goes back to Eden again and she's doing this whole, you know, rather than taking control like she said she needs to do and face mm. it, you know, I'm air quoting there. Um, so she said, but what it, she says, you need to go and speak to Tani. Yeah. It just flat out says it, right? You're, you're beating around the bush. Go and mm. do it. So she goes to him and she says, I need to get away. I can't be here. You need me not to be here. Mm. And I'm thinking, why? What? This what? frustrated me. This really frustrated. Did it? How did you feel about this scene where she rocked well, up? I, as, I literally said, you've gone, you've made the effort to go over there now. So why not sit down? The guy, mm. I, the guy wants to talk to you because she says, I need to go. And she, she's running again. You know, and she doesn't, yeah. she addresses that with Gary in a minute. Um, mm. you know, and I'm just thinking, I can't be it. You don't need me to be it. My question was just, I was just screaming the word why at the TV. Why? <laughs> no, I just didn't understand this scene at all. So she went round there to tell him that she's not staying in the bay. She's going away. And I was like, it reminds me of, you know, when, <laughs> you know, when you're in a Facebook group and then someone puts a post in and says i'm leaving this group because i don't like x y or z and it's like you didn't have to tell us you were leaving just leave like take the classy route and just leave <laughs> don't do a big rant and say i'm leaving the facebook group it felt like that it felt like 
I'm coming around to tell you, attention seek. I'm leaving the bay. You know, oh, too, you know, it was felt really dramatic for no reason. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I wanted to shake her. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. And there was this weird, she tries to go and he pulls her back and then they do this kiss. And he yeah. went to her, I love you. And uh, and I get this, the chemistry there and that. And mm. we're just a melt at that point because they've kissed again. Yeah. And there's a chance, but she just flees into the night, doesn't she? <laughs> it was a uh, flounce. I'm going to call it a flounce. She's <laughs> <laughs> off. Um, and hitchhikes. I mean, let's talk about the ding. Oh, God. I'm glad you mentioned that because I tweeted something and I was like, hitchhiking, this is making me really uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, that you remember those talks we had in junior school, stranger danger, you know, don't trust anybody that you don't know. Don't get in someone's car. Hitchhiking's bad. It always leads to being bludgeoned to death and buried in a field. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of that was going through my mind. And then I thought, maybe it's not, you know, here you just wouldn't do it, would you? But in yeah. Australia, is it safer to hitchhike? Is this normal? Because they just showed it as like a matter of fact. You know, she just got in. I think it was two cars that she actually got in. I think the first car was like a blue and the next car was red or whatever. There were two different colored cars. So I was like, she's hitchhiked two lifts here. Is this normal? <laughs> I mean, Someone from Australia, please tell me because I'm dying to yeah. know. <laughs> and you're like, no, nobody here would stop for you this, these days. Like, well, if they if they do, you'd end up in their boot. You know what I mean? It's not. <laughs> I don't think it'd be legitimate. They would get you door to door. Anybody that stops for a hitchhiker, I would assume they were a mass murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I'd rather walk on bleeding feet. I would. I'd rather yeah. crawl on my hands and knees over broken glass than get in someone's car that I don't know. Walking on, walking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Why do you always make me sing? Um <laughs> I just have that effect on people. <laughs> you just like Eden. <laughs> I wish. She finds herself safely hitchhiked. Don't try it at home, kids. No, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. You will be murdered. <laughs> <laughs> this um, is what I learned at school. You will be murdered. Yeah. There um, is no nice farmhouse at the end with Gary there with a the cup. No, no. You'll end up six feet under. Um, and oh, he has a right good old heart to heart with it, doesn't he? Oh, I was so happy to see Gary. I was so chuffed. I didn't actually know that we were getting Gary, and um, I'm so happy to see him. He pops up just when you need him, doesn't he? I know, with all the right stuff, all the right things to say. I hope he pub dinner, yes, you know, like with Dean, the recurring pop up of Karen. I hope. Mm. If he can't be permanent, I hope he is that for Felicity. Especially now, there's a lot of deal made about her not going home since she was mm. a kid. All the trauma of losing her parents and all that. And yes. she's been back. There was a lot of big deal made up about that, wasn't there? Mm. Been here for 20 years or whatever it was. Um, and they sat on the porch, that scene on the porch, and she says, I always run away. Mm. You know, and I'm thinking... Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe. And he says, maybe you've, maybe you've just come home. Maybe you're not running now. Maybe yeah. Come home. And I just if thought. She, eh, if she was running, yeah. she'd, she'd run somewhere else, wouldn't she? I think that was very, like you say, Cash saying to Eden on the phone as well, or maybe face to face, comment, but he was saying, this is the first time Flick's been home since everything happened. Mm. So she's not running away. 
because yep. if she was running away, she'd go she'd go up the coast, you know, she'd run off to somewhere where she'd never been before, where none of her memories are, none of her demons are. But she's gone back and she's confronted her past. She's confronted the things that have been holding her back. So I think this is progress. Do you? Yeah, I do. And I think she's taken, well, we know at this point, she's taken Eden's advice on board. And mm. she knows why she's why she's got like this. She knows it's because of her parents and her childhood. Like, yeah. she, she didn't need to go and find, go on a bit of a thing and find out what it is, why she's like she is. She no. knows. She knows, yeah. She what's wrong. So she's gone straight to sort it out. And obviously, and Gary's, you know, there must be a reason. Well, yeah, this is where mm. it started to go wrong for her in her life. Yeah. You know, she's had to come back and face it. The fact that she's never been back since, her whole life has been the run. And now she's, she, now she's had to come back and face it. And good on her. You mm-hmm. know, we can, we can slag her off for all we want about not facing it. We're tired, eh? but good on her for... Yeah, I think was this was beyond him and there. Mm. Yeah, to be wasn't it? This was something she had to do on her own. Yeah, he takes her to go and see the graves, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting that actually. That came out of the left field because I was like, oh wow, like to see her. And again, it was like it was that contrast, wasn't it? So really, really sad scene and graves, but beautiful scenery. I was like, I don't know whether to be sad or to be staring at the scenery and thinking, wow, it looks gorgeous because Gary's house looked gorgeous. Gary's surroundings looked gorgeous. Wherever these graves were, it was like really picturesque, wasn't it? It wasn't like a graveyard. It was just, it was just the countryside, wasn't it? It just looked lovely. But then obviously the really somber scene of her crying to her dad and and having this speech to her dad. It was really well done, actually. It was, it was, it was, I mean, I was a blubbery mess this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I'm no cinematographer, but mm. the, I, I think it had to be somewhere so beautiful. Mm. It, that sort of fragility, that, mm. you know, and how amazing and beautiful life, it, it, to me, it was, it was, it couldn't just be any old grim graveyard. No. Had to, no. had to be somewhere yeah. so picturesque that you know you wouldn't even put it on a postcard. It's too beautiful for a postcard, even. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And that and that sort of was the oxymoron, the, the juxtaposition of life and death. You know how mm-hmm. everything, as far as the eye could see, was life: green, yes. green, green trees, flowers, yeah. Yeah. Bees, butterflies. But she's focused on death. Like she's there mm. because of a, a death, you know. Do you know, mm. do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I know. I think the, the difference when I think about like our soaps, the UK soaps. If we'd had that scene here, it would be in a really grey, blocky graveyard, probably raining. You know, it would be a really sad scene, but also visually quite somber. Yeah. And and I think it would be really depressing. But actually, like you say, it was it was a scene about overcoming a death not being completely consumed by it anymore and saying okay this has consumed me for several years I've not been able to face up to it but now I'm going to go forwards I don't want to be in this grave it's basically what she was saying I don't want to drink myself to death I don't want to spiral to the point where I end up like you because she kind of says to her dad I forgive you I understand you know you lost your wife and your life fell apart 
and I do get that now because I was so close to throwing mine away and you know I've had a wake-up call and I don't want to be in your position I want to make you happy I want to enjoy my life I want to be happy she promised so me doesn't she I'll do she it she did yeah you can't up. do that in a dark somber background because <laughs> it wouldn't work would it yeah no 100 for me I felt like in in not so many words she was forgiven her dad yes life yeah know? she was I get it she was saying I get it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Absolutely go. I mean, you couldn't have you couldn't have done it any better. You know, mm. absolutely gorgeous scene. Um, but still had you in tears. Do you know what I mean? It was it's a weird yeah. feeling, wasn't it? Um, it was. Yeah, it was like a bittersweet. I was sad, but I was also like, yes, okay, this is great because she's she's realised what the problem is, and she's now going. I'm not going to spiral. I'm going to grab life. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to move on. This is what we needed. Yeah, we did. Absolutely. And it's what she needed, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, afterwards, yeah. back at the house, Gary's asking her, right, what's next? <laughs> Dinner? Oh, you mean like forever? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, so funny. Um, <laughs> she thinks, you know, she started work on that whole getting past a parent's death. She thinks Tane's too much, doesn't she? Mm. Uh, and and he's got some words for if you want it that much you can make anything happen and you yeah. just give it a try roll the dice and see where it lands I think he says doesn't he mm. reach out to Tane you never know he might surprise you is basically what happened and given <laughs> he just kissed you and said he loved you when you last saw him yesterday mm. chances were quite high I thought at this stage yeah gives him the old tinkle on the phone doesn't she mm. And true enough, you know, Jim gets closed due to family circumstances, as per the And he gets in the car and goes up there. So despite everything, he's open to talking. Mm. And it shows it shows Tane's maturity, you know, and <laughs> his understanding that everything she's said and everything she's done to him. Mm has been because of whatever this greater thing in her life you know yeah. I, I think Tane's always know how do you read this I think Tane's always known she was damaged goods yeah um, she's known for he's known for the beginning I mean they didn't have the best start did they I mean he he thought that she was stalking him let's be honest when they first got together yeah. oh yeah yeah you know you know he got the the roses left on his car and on his doorstep he was convinced it was her you know so yeah. I think he's always known that there's this potential for Flick to go off the rails. You know, he he saw her working in that nightclub. Um, he's seen her, you know, spiral since. I think he he knows what she's like, but I think now he just accepts her, loves her for who she is, which is what she said to Eden before they got, before the wedding day, before they almost got married. Because Eden was saying, what are you going to do for your vows? And, and Flick was like, he loves me for who I am. Yeah. You know, yeah. he hasn't tried to change me. He loves me despite who I am in, in a way. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And even this moment where he's arrived at Gary's farm mm. and out of the car and she says, you came and he goes, of course I did. You know, yeah. it's like that's why he's had given her so much allowance because yes. he, he knew. You know. and he, he knows her, yeah. He's that. her lobster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I think he has that understanding because he comes from that brokenness as well. Mm. In his family yeah. life, he's he suffered loss. Mm. He has as well. So maybe that's why he gets it more than others. Yeah. And he goes, you know, what am I doing here? You know, do you live here now? Is this goodbye? You know? Mm. And um, she's, you know, I love you means I love you, she says, you know. Mm. She wants to work through it, and he's like, what does that look like after everything that's gone on since the wedding? Valid question. Well, yeah, you know, and he deserves an answer to it, you know. Mm. She says, I don't have all the answers, but I was hoping we could work it out together. Mm. What are we on? So the start and the dialogue's open, the talking, agrees to stay over, you know, so that they can spend some time together. And I think they need to be away from others. Yes. The bay away from distractions and work on it. Yeah. It, it's in a, It's obviously an important place to, for Felicity as well. So I think mm. that she's going to spend some a bit, some time there healing. Mm. Um, I'm feeling positive about them again. And the yeah. Few, what about you? Yeah, I think it's when she was showing him round, you know, she was saying, oh, this is where I used to do this and this is where I used to do this. And he said, is this where I used to come to avoid my questions? <laughs> I thought that was really good. You know, yeah. she was to kind of distract him by kind of showing him around the farm and saying, oh, this is where I used to do this when I was a kid. And he was like, where's the bit where you used to go and avoid people and <laughs> answer their questions? You know, he was really upfront yeah. about, look, you're just stalling me here. So let's yeah. get down to it. Let's talk about things. So, yeah. I like you, I think they need to take that time away. They probably need to change the scenery, which is where they are. They need to communicate now. They need to put their cards on the table. Okay, where are we going now? What's, what does, if we get back together, what does that look like? What do we need to do to fix our relationship? Do we need to go to counselling? Do we, you know, what do we need to do? I, I don't, I think it won't work if they just get in the car drive back to Summer Bay and just pretend none of this happened That's because as be. viewers we won't accept that because we're like hang on a minute she threw the ring back in your face two weeks ago she told you she didn't want to get married two weeks ago what's happening to the engagement is that not happening is the wedding off you know we need to know that as viewers so they definitely need to talk this through I think yeah absolutely yeah completely agree with everything you've just said you're right if they go back to how it was before and expect it to be different mm-hmm. that's quite frustrating from a viewer's perspective but also yeah. not going to work mm. because everything you go through affects you as a person you know? yeah um, and you, you this has been such a monumental breakup like mm. they were on their way he was stood at the altar she was she wasn't going to go he knows that's going to be in his mind he knows she wasn't going to go she never yeah. wanted to go he's even mentioned it a few times you know mm. like he's probably and and then to the point where he snapped and said i'm done with her you know yeah. something yeah. said on this pod not two weeks ago can't believe he's even said that after everything he's put up with you know mm. like he's now at that point he's reached that his breaking point mm. so Coming back from that is going to be hard to a hard pill to swallow if it just happens on Monday's episode. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So we'll have to see, I suppose, how that pans out. Hopefully, it pans out in the way you're describing. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> now we need to talk about it <laughs> because it's flavoured. We bought Ziggy and Dean, right? Mm. She's insisting that he goes for a surf when we join him this week. 
for what we now know is their final week on air. Mm. Um, he needs to clear his head out, work out what he's going to do about C and Jai. If you remember last week when we left them, um, Jai was moving up to Queensland with Amber. She's taken a new job and he's flapping that he's never going to see his kids again. So they're in this stage where they're trying to work out how what that's going to look like. You know, mm. how, is he going to be able to get to Queensland? It's a two-hour, two-day drive, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then Tane comes along and offers a coffee with a ketchup. You're thinking, well, okay. Amongst all the stuff he's got going on that we've just been talking about, yeah. you know, he's running to Ziggy and he's like, you fancy his ex who what, left yeah. him for Dean? Let's be honest. Controversial ex, shall we say? <laughs> Massive missed opportunity, but you know, as some mm. some of us wanted that to happen. <laughs> as you can tell, that was me. Um, I think it was me as well. And do you know what? If Paddy hadn't been at that meet and greet last week, I would have asked Sophie, you know, Tane, <laughs> what did you, what, what was that like? But, you know, I didn't dare <laughs> ask her in front of, in front of Paddy. Sorry. Are you blind, woman? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, but we, we, we're talking like this, like it's random. You're extra. Mm. Ask randomly for a coffee. They don't have many scenes together these days. No. The scenes that Tane and Ziggy do have, though, are always really, really valuable. This mm. happened when Tane was going through the whole Felicity not wanting to get married. He lent on Ziggy a bit, and it, yeah. you know, and Ziggy gave him some really great advice, you know. Yes. And it's it's sort of happening again. Um, you know, Ziggy's at this sort of crossroads. Now, like what happens now, the future's unknown, and Tane pops up and, and gives her a bit of a sounding board. You know, to sometimes if you just sort of talk it at someone, it makes you realize because you've said it yeah. out loud, you know, yeah, it clarifies things for you a bit, doesn't it? It does sort of turn a bit to Tane, he does sort of talk about himself for a bit, a little bit, <laughs> you know, and the stuff he's got going on with Felicity and all that because that's all. How good. can he not mention that, really? It would be weird. I if know, didn't. I know. <laughs> And Ziggy Satan, you two were practically married. Uh, well, yeah, she crashed into a petrol station on the way to the wedding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> stay at the obvious, Ziggy. Yeah. Um, Slightly, Arne, you know, disruptive to a wedding day. <laughs> hmm. Arnie's saying things like, maybe we should move on. Da, 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 da. Yeah. We never wanted to get married anyway. Dean, so, you know, then Dean, we caught then to Dean chatting to Jai on the phone. Um, and Tane sort of giving Ziggy a bit of clarity and giving her an idea, basically. Mm. And I just love, I always love it when Ziggy and Tane get back to it. It's almost like they got one last scene. Yes. To, um, to basically, they both moved it's on so much. Closure, um, isn't it? It's that closure yeah. of, you know, he doesn't hold a grudge against her for going back to Dean while they were dating, essentially, is what that scene was about. He's moved on. He might yeah. not be happy in this scene because he's not happy right now because of the whole him and Flick not being together. But he doesn't hold it against Ziggy that she's moved on and she's got this other life now going on with the baby and Dean and Jai. You know, she's she's happy. And he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, begrudge her that happiness. Yeah. And there's something quite poignant about Tane's lines like defense, mm. you know, because Diggy's yes. quite angry that Amber's going to up and move sticks to the other side of Australia. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and put Dean in this position. She's quite angry about it. You know, how mm. can she, she was on the phone to her last week, playing hell with her, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But she yeah. did say, oh, yeah, I forgot you had a thing with her, so you would defend her. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> like, you, you've yeah. been there, mate. I know what you think about her. <laughs> it was a little <laughs> line. But I do like that he says to her, you know, Amber's doing, just, just trying to do the right thing by a kid. Yeah. A, a, quite poignant that it's Tane is the one that talks her into this life-changing move. Mm. Um, and so, and then things just sort of snowball at um, light year's speed after that part, <laughs> because then she suggests... Really fast! When you said to me on First Look last week, or the week before, you were like, they, they, their departure is imminent. I was thinking, no. They can't... We just, <laughs> at that point, we didn't even know they were leaving. And then within a week... Not only do we know that they're planning to leave, but they've actually left. Haven't they? <laughs> it's mad. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm finding the, the timeline of this a bit. And I have had conversation with people on Twitter this week about the timeline of them leaving and how fast this, you know, the, the storyline has started and ended in the same week. You know, we've, we've heard that Amber's moving away. We've heard that Jai's moving with her. We've heard that it's 21 hours in the car. They're thinking about Dean having to drive up there. While he's driving up there, he can't take Izzy, so he has to go on his own to see Joy. Joy can't travel down on his own because he's too young. Now, we've heard all of this storyline, but we didn't expect to have to say goodbye to them within the same week. No. But but we have. to take in, hasn't it? It's been, it's been an incredible mm. take in, actually. You know, because then, yeah. as a fan, your mind starts running away. Like, what about the farm? Who's going to live there? What's Matt going to do? Yes. What are we yeah. going to do? Blah, 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 blah. and then you, and then that, that gets explained away because one phone call to Ben and Maggie like yeah let Max stay there no problem yet fine no worries what about the work board shop? Hey, just got to gift that not even going to bother yeah. the work we're just going to give it just gift it away uh, you know Justin wasn't even told bless him until <laughs> I know oh I felt bad for that you know when Irene was like yeah they're moving to Queensland oh he didn't know oh awkward <laughs> awkward but, moment take that yeah. foot with Irene love I know a lot of people have been talking about this online because obviously Ziggy and Dean whatever you think of them this is the end of an era them leaving they've been been in the show for almost six years haven't they it's a long time for us to see them on screen so whatever way you look at it end of an era end of the Riverboy chapter because with Dean being the last Riverboy end of the Estoni chapter because she's the last Estoni on the scene you know when they arrived they were a family a lot of people have been saying this feels very rushed, you know, this this storyline. And I feel the same. I'm sort of feeling that it's been rushed as well, but also kind of grateful that the door's been left open, as we were talking about earlier in, in the pod, when we talked about the, you know, Diggy uh, meet and greet last week. Kind of grateful the door's been left open and it hasn't been just they've been killed off in some awful accident or something like that. They've got this happy ever after. They're moving away to be with family and you know hopefully they'll be happy in Queensland and then there's like you know will they won't they ever return but we we were at the meet and greet last week where Paddy and Sophie were explaining their exit to us they actually told the show told the writers they were leaving back in 2020 didn't they yeah, they're, they're sometime about sometime back. Yeah, it's been on the cards for a long while, hasn't it? Because they basically said we we are renewing our contract right now in 2020 for whatever it was, another two years or whatever. But then we're going, we're leaving, we're going and travelling, we're going to possibly move away. They got plans, hadn't they? Stuff they wanted to do after they left. So yeah. we we as the writers, we the show, 
Yeah. We knew they were leaving a long, long, long time ago. There was potential to write a really big exit for them. Mm. You know what I mean? It was a potential to write something really convoluted, really complicated, really dramatic. And they didn't go down that route. It did feel quite quick, this exit, didn't it? Apart from the montage, you know, the because we don't get them often. The last episode we saw them before they left, we had that beautiful montage, which actually made me cry, that showed them getting together. It showed Ziggy arriving when she, you know, when she was a bit of a tear away. Um, showed them meeting. Showed them getting together. Showed them winning the surf comp. All the stuff, the rally, the you know, the car rally they'd been through. Loads of those sort of scenes that we saw of them together, where they're sort of developing that relationship and becoming the, you know, the diggy that we know today. Yeah. But it still felt, even though we had that montage, which was really special, I don't think we get many of those when people, we didn't get one for Nico Bell or anybody else, did we? Let's be honest. No, true. It it still felt to me a little bit rushed, considering we had so much time to, to plan this exit. I don't know how you felt. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it because, like you've mentioned, we had a phone call on Friday last week to mm. see the guys moving, and we were in the car on Wednesday. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, like, like. Really quick. Yeah, I'm trying to put it into the because because I know now that they've had a, they they have time. I'm trying mm-hmm. to put myself into the sort of you know just take a step back and look at the whole thing a little mm. bit. And I'm like, okay, so them having the baby is the sort of end game. Yeah. Um, the happy end game. But yeah. then I'm like, so why was it, why was there such a big question mark over her wanting it then? I know. You know I think yes. it's well, a lot better if they got pregnant, they wanted it, they were mm-hmm. good happy about it. They yeah. finally got everything that they wanted. They'd mm. found their way back to each other after the split. Yeah. You know, and they're now going to have a baby and the, the world's their oyster and they're moving on to be closer to family. Instead, it was, I don't think I can have a baby. I'm not ready for this. I'm wholly unprepared. I don't have a... Mm. Have a you know I don't have to change an nappy I don't you know I've got five different models of breast pump and I'm panicking and I don't know what to do and now mm. I'm, I'm bond with this baby and oh suddenly now this oh okay the other one's moving let's go yeah it was the crossroads as well for me it was like when she found out she was pregnant it was on the the same storyline where she'd literally got crossroads and she was looking down okay I either become a mother and I give up you know, all the things that I enjoy. Or I've got this really cool opportunity that I keep saying is a dream about doing pro surfing. You know, remember that storyline where, that you know, she's got a deal to go and be a pro surfer. She got sponsorship to go and do that. She was going to go up and down the coast. Justin agreed to it, you know. Yep, go and do your surf comps. Come back and work when you can. So she was going to balance her her pro surf life with being a mechanic and being a mentor to Dio and all of that sort of stuff. And she was saying, this is the dream. This is what, you know, I, I can't imagine it get life getting better than this. But on the other hand, she was like, oh, but I'm pregnant, which takes away. And she kept saying, my life as I know it is over. That's really, really negative, isn't it? And for yeah. her to then turn around within the space of a couple of weeks and say, 
oh, that dream life I talked about, I don't want that anymore. And I do want this baby that I was saying was a basic, basically a life ruin situation. You know, all my dreams are gone. My life is my yeah. merit. I'm not going to, it's not going to be the same. It, it didn't sit right with me at the time. I'll be honest. Yeah. Well, you know, you said it a few times on here, on the podcast. Yeah. You know, you know, we, we've made no, you know, we've not, we've not, we've not hidden that fact, you know. No. And I think for me that then, that's made it feel even quicker at the end. Yeah. Because the end was so lovely. Mm. And then moving on as a family, you know, full circle, like you say, that gorgeous montage of where they come from and yeah. where they're at, you know, and everything in between. Um, I think I would have liked the baby story to have been a lot smoother and happier. Yes. You know, that that was... The, the reason that baby storyline existed was to write them out of the show. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's just like an yeah. odd decision to do it the way it was done. Yeah. Um, to write them out. In my opinion, you know, everyone's different, you know. Mm. If it had been, oh, wow, surprise, I'm pregnant and I didn't expect it. But from the beginning, actually, this is something that I'm really excited about. And although it wasn't planned, I'm actually quite happy that this has happened. If, if we'd had that storyline... And we hadn't had the, oh, should I keep it? Should I not keep it? Oh, I don't know what to do. Lots of crying. Yeah. There were a lot of crying scenes about how my life is ruined, my life is over. You know, if it had been completely different, I think I would have been on board with it from the, from the dot, from the moment it started. And this, and then obviously when the baby was born, we had that P, P, um, post, what's it called? Postpartum depression story didn't we for a couple it was only a couple of episodes actually it didn't actually drag on very long but the baby blues you know oh I don't know I can't connect with my baby I don't know what to do so she wasn't immediately overjoyed with having a baby either so we've already had to overcome that pre you know birth anxiety about whether this is a good idea to have a baby then the post-birth anxiety of am I a good mother or can I actually do this and then a week later, oh yeah, everything's fine, and let's move to Queensland. Like you say, it might be it might be the the happy ever after, but it's taken a lot of my imagination to be on board with that. To, I think. to go with it, yeah, and it doesn't yeah. right in you know it feels untimely with what Max mm. what's happening with Mac as well because Max is in this awful place with Gabe. Mm wrongly whether we agree come and get don't him. agree we don't need gate we don't need him we didn't need a game but she's obviously going through something with him yeah and suddenly her brother says well he, he avoided it because she's going through so much you know mm. he's to queensland and she finds out by ziggy in the end who's exasperated and just says it and says yes yeah. to him because he was going to tell you but because you're so dramatic about gabe we don't need <laughs> didn't tell you so can you speak to him please can you just pretend you're fine with it and then we can go yeah okay yeah so that was another sort of one scene and that's resolved you yeah. know yeah Matt goes home and says will you just go that to me is not mac i no. think it would have been like oh, you know we've been i've been we've been apart for years like mm. Where are you going? And, you know, I've got all this Gabe stuff going on. Where am I going to live? She had none of those questions. No. Like, comes home and says, you know, I hear you're not going because of me. I'm a big girl. You know, I've decided, yeah. you know, I've learned now. Speak. I've had a conversation with Gabe. 
I just need to show up. Don't need to be perfect. You mm-hmm. got Sontra. Thanks for the house. <laughs> you know, I'm like she. She got the shit. The end of the deal. Not being funny. Marley inherited a completely free business for nothing. Mac has ended up with a house and responsible for the rent of three people. A whole rent, yeah, on that bill, on that. Bill. <laughs> that she's have to take in away from. Straight. She's gonna have to have a border. <laughs> mm. Honestly, you know, so that all coupled with everything you know we've talked about with the run up to the exit, mm. that's it. Just seemed to go at lightning speed, you yeah. know. Um, and I think I just ended up just getting myself all whipped up in the emotion of it then because mm. you know it did happen so fast within a couple of episodes and then the montage and the music and then suddenly we're all waving them off into in the into the sunset in the car mm. I was just like oh, minute. I've watched that episode three times now just to try and take it in <laughs> it on the air last night know. you know who was who was not waving them off as I was looking at the crowd of them saying goodbye, you know, Irene was there, obviously um, Mac and, and Marley. Where was John Palmer? JP was Where was John? <laughs> when John finds out that Dean has left town, I wouldn't want to be Dean. Well, let's hope that's addressed because that'll be something else that's overlooked, if not. John is going to be fuming that he didn't get to say goodbye to them. Where was John? Where him? was John? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Leah and Theo sent their love. <laughs> a telepathy. But they didn't. Uh, when I was thinking about all the people that Dean's got close relationships with, I was just thinking there is a John-shaped hole here. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Just think about all those times at work with John, you know, John's the surf club, you know, manager. Yeah, Dean's running about, the board yeah. shop. They have loads yeah, of scenes well, together. Dean goes to him for advice. John goes to him for, you know, ranting, basically, and inappropriate questions, <laughs> that kind of thing. Bad dad jokes. But they have a really good relationship. Where was John? Uh-huh. I was gutted. I didn't, I, you know, I was like, where is he? I you tweeted this. Tane, you could argue that. Dean was mm. with Ari. Yes. You know, he and Tane helped each other out. Had to go and bust some boys and Yeah. Um over the years, you know, they've Tane's and Dean have, have helped each other out with various criminal activities that have been going on in the bay as well, you know, when they've been embroiled with something. So they've they've always had oh, each other's back. We can sort of give Tane the pass, I suppose, because he was probably out at Gary's sort in his He life. was in the, you know, yeah, in the woods. Yeah. So they're mm-hmm. off. Off in the sunset. Like luster wave from about three people from the bay. <laughs> so, as you say, end of an era. No more mm. in town. No more Estonia. Dean and Ziggy, mm. they're in Queensland. And back at Justin's house, Heath's thinking Ava. Ava's little crush is in the past. And she's, uh, she's offered to cook dinner. Theo's avoiding going, or he's trying to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been insisted that he goes. Um, and so, you know, he, he goes because he doesn't want to get his back up, blah, 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 blah. And basically, Kirby, he asks Kirby to go with him. And she's like, hell no, I'm straight away mm-hmm. from I'm staying with that mad bitch. 
<laughs> don't want no drama. Um, so use he's got so they come up with a plan. He's going to use an excuse to get away early from this. Mm. Um, and Leah's been sounding it all off with Rue, hasn't she? Because Leah's not she's not on board since she got back from Cyprus. No, she knew immediately. She caught her in that room, you know, with Theo's room. Mm. When she, she got back from the airport and she was like, hello, Justin, hello, anybody here? And um, at that point, Ava was in Theo's room, wasn't she? Snooping around, putting his dirty laundry on, taking pictures of herself on his bed, etc. Basically yeah. got busted by Leah. He accidentally kicked his guitar over to, you know, alert Leah to the fact that she's in the house. And Leah bursted in. What are you doing in here? You know, why are you in Theo's room with the door shut? You know, she knows immediately there's something wrong here. And obviously scrapbook gate, you know, she's not bought yeah. scrapbook. I'm only a family no. stuff, you know, she yeah. know. And at the end of the day, it's her nephew. So she's going to be yeah. <laughs> yes. defensive of him. Is she? Do you know what I mean? She's yeah. going to stick up for him. Especially but then Justin's going to be defensive of Ava, isn't he? That's yeah, she understand, yeah, this whole family. And I think, do you know what? What a shame controversial or not listeners let me know what a shame to bring Ava back mm. adult and it to be some sort of psycho stalkery fan story and not just a really nice family gel you know like blended family you know the, the, the yeah. opportunity to make them all a big family unit they could have been really nice do, pe- do people want to see that though you know when you look at the hashtag on twitter and people are saying, bring the school back, bring teenagers back, bring yeah, back. Yeah. Do they want the nice, happy family? Or do, you know, they keep saying, bring fostering back. We know from watching the show from years back, fostering always has the arc story, doesn't it? It always starts with someone that's come from a very traumatic past. They're acting out, you know, the the troubled teenagers causing issues because of the fact that they're, they're hurting essentially and then the foster dad or foster mum takes them in and they become good that's that's the foster storyline that people are begging for isn't it mm-hmm. this isn't this isn't a foster storyline because obviously it's justin's daughter but i think we're getting that teen drama storyline that tear away yeah equ- equivalent storyline with ava I, I think this is what people have asked for it's not what i've been tweeting about <laughs> i'll be honest but is this not what people have been saying? This is what this is what's missing from the show. This is what makes it nostalgic for the long-time viewers. I don't know. What do you think? You raise a good point. Um, does that take away from the fact that it, uh, it's it's a missed opportunity? I don't know. I mean, for me, it feels a bit it feels a bit too close to Heather. Mm, yeah. Both, both in likely like likeness mm. and. So time, like that was only January, UK pace, like, mm. and, and I'm just a bit like, does she need to be a bit unhinged and a bit cray cray, you know? Yeah. Like, she not, can she not just be wanting to come and spend more time with her dad and then, you know, Leah takes her in as a motherly figure and, you know. Would that have been boring say, though? If she yeah, come back uh, and just been a nice normal teenager and just like, oh yeah, I've, I've done my assignment, dad. Oh, I'll come. I'll come to your your dinner with salt yeah. with you, Dad. No issue. Would that have been boring to watch? Yeah. Do we want the yeah. drama? Is that what people have been asking for? They want the teenage, angsty, difficult. You know, all of those because the people are they're not asking for teenagers. They're asking for foster storylines, aren't they? Which are not necessarily the happy 
clappy family unit storylines that we you know we're expecting to have no that's true and they, they can be really dark you know? they can be yeah because these kids have come from broken homes with really traumatic when we think about jet you know he's living in that house with his dead mother that's true yeah you know that's really dark <laughs> those kind of storylines that people hark back to yeah actually now when we compare it to stuff like that this is pretty tame to be fair yeah um and Theo is doing the right grown-up thing. We spoke about it in the week. Mm. On, uh, like he's taken, he's decided to take himself out of the situation. He definitely doesn't want to be home alone with her because then it's her word against his. You know, yeah. into a whole heap of trouble there. You know, mm. she starts blaming things and nobody around to witness it and all the rest of it. You just, you just want to stay clear of that, don't you? Mile away. Really and sensible it, from him actually that he actually had the foresight to think. I could be in trouble here as the adult. You know, he's not that old. He's only 21, 22. He's only mm-hmm. just an adult himself, only just... But he's... We were saying how mature he is, isn't he? I mean, it was a year ago that he was riding around on the Polaris, the stolen Polaris that he stole from the surf club. He was burying Ryder alive and getting caught in that that trap in the woods. In a year, Theo's really grown up. Yes, absolutely. And he's he's really think... got that whole... I can see danger. You know, if I hang around with Ava, no one's around. She could put us in a compromising position. She could put something online that incriminates me. As the, as the adult in this situation, I could end up in deep shit for this. I think that's really, really good of him. Yeah, him being part of the band has aided that development. Yeah, yeah. Because he's had to grow up. The band are older than him and he's now hanging around with yeah. people who are responsibility and I think it's really matured him and I think uh, his his storyline about his dad has helped us see that side of him as well like he's had to grow yeah, up yeah because of having to go you know his dad finally getting justice for what he was doing to him him having to admit that it was happening and all of that and deal with that that trauma I guess has helped yeah yeah, yeah you you really yeah I've not considered that, but absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. How could it not? How could it not affect that? You know. Yeah. How, do you think we're ending up in a position now? Because Leah's not happy that Theo decided <laughs> is going to stay in with Kirby, and then Justin accusing Leah of turning every little thing into a crisis. Was <laughs> <laughs> what he said. Do you think we're going to start? Is this going to come between Justin and Leah? Do you think? Like, what? What's happening here? Is she? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, where, will Justin finally wake up to it when yeah. it's affecting his own relationship? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Because this thing Leah's tried to draft ruin to um, <laughs> oh her, and yeah. she's basically just stuck two fingers up at Rue. Mm. I mean, it's caused a bit of an argument because. Justin's not happy that Leah's told Rue and oh god. I can see his point, can't you? Because like obviously he's going to defend Ava. Ava's his daughter. The last time he saw her, she was a little girl. She was a little 12-year-old girl, innocent, you know. He wants to think the best of her. He doesn't want to believe that she's only come back to the bay to be with Theo. He doesn't want to believe that she's a little bit unhinged, a little bit obsessive, you know. We called her a stalker. I don't know whether that's the right word, but it's the only word we've got, really. He doesn't want to believe that of his little girl. But at the same time, Leah doesn't want her nephew to feel like he, he's not comfortable in his own home. And I get, I see both sides of the argument here. I can see why 
they're butting heads and everything. So I feel sorry for Justin. Obviously, Leah in because she can't get she can't have that conversation with Justin because he doesn't want to hear it. She's had to confide in Rue, hasn't she, and say, We've got this problem with Ava. I think there's something going on here. I think it's a problem. I think it's not normal. Justin's defending her. He's not seeing it. He's, you know, he's seen through Rose tinted glasses. This is my little girl. It's not a problem. We know who she is. She's not dangerous. But Rose, you know, Leah's told Rue, I think this is a problem. And Rue, you know, she's tried to be helpful and say, well, how about I choose her? You know, she must be behind on her schoolwork if she's here. She's not attending. Well, we talked about this recently. Yeah. Why is she not at school? Yeah. She's run away from, from her mum, but is it the school holidays? Is she allowed to, you know, not be in school or college or whatever, however old she is? So Rue's cleverly picked up on this and said, oh, you know, I've got an in here. I can pretend to kind of tutor her, take the burden off you, make sure she's doing her assignments. But at the same time, I can keep an eye on her. So she is spying on her. So I don't blame Justin for saying, I only pay you to tutor her, Rue, not to keep an eye on her, not to babysit her, not to report yeah. back every five minutes because what Rue had done was Theo had come home and need to pack his bag and announced it. He's got a bit of a cob on with Ava anyway because he's seen the scrapbook and he's feeling a little bit intimidated by him and everything and he's going, oh, I'm moving out. It's because of you. Ugh. And Ava's like, oh, oh, you know, you don't have to do that. You, oh, you know, she's really upset about it. Rue's seeing all of this and the first thing she does is run off and tell Leah and Justin that she's seen it. So I can see Justin's point yeah. of view, it feels yeah, like she's I a spy. Can. I can, because Rue attempts to talk to her about Theo. Yeah. And could cross the line a bit, you know, she yeah. was a different purpose. So yeah. I I can also see what Justin's getting at. Mm. And I can see why Leah is defending it, because Leah can see through it more, because yes. she's a bit more subjective. She's not... She can accept it. Justin can't yeah. accept it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, I fear we're heading for Justin and Leah fighting, which is never enjoyable. <laughs> He's going to be on the sofa in five nanoseconds, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> You're sleeping on the sofa tonight, and then she brings out the pillow and just throws it at him. This has happened before, hasn't it? We've seen this hundreds yeah. of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, and I fear, and I fear it. Nothing will move move on yeah. this mm. status if you like until she's caught red-handed you know yeah new scrapbook or something do you know do you know like until until justin sees it evidence hard evidence himself with his own two eyeballs (laughs) you know i think it's going to take some big reveal like that to uncover her obsession Mm. and everybody around him isn't being neurotic yes yeah and then how's he going to feel? Well, this is it. He already felt a bit sort of, oh, she didn't want to see me. Mm. <laughs> she only wanted to see Theo. So, you know, he's carrying that undercurrent of guilt because she threw it in his face that he wasn't there when they were kids. And Yeah, yeah. you know, there's all, there's all that backdrop, isn't there, behind mm. why, he's give, why he's being so... Um, forgiving I suppose and a bit more accepting than others and that bled into the Ziggy storyline didn't it when Ziggy was talking to him about why they wanted to leave and she was Mm. like I'm really I'm really sorry you had to hear it from Irene I was going to tell you myself and he was like I get it you know I've already had that conversation with Dean he's asking me about how Ava has coped not seeing me 
growing up and, and Ziggy was like you didn't have a choice you were witness protection you didn't have a choice not to not to see her every day and, and bring her up you know you were sort of saving her life essentially by by not yeah. seeing Ava so you know the, the two situations are not comparable but he was like yeah but I get it Dean has got a choice Dean can go and live with Joy and if that's what you need to do you know I'm okay with you moving and that that was that whole conversation about her leaving her job and moving away from the bay yeah. so this storyline with Ava has actually bled across, which we don't get normally. We do get the block storytelling, don't we? Mm. But this has had a knock-on effect with that. And that's Ziggy. something Justin needed to hear it as well. Yes, it's, yeah. It, that is a sort of undercurrent of everything. Yeah. With this whole Ava thing, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, you're right, that doesn't happen too often. It was nice to see, actually. Nice mm. to see. It kind of tied right, um, it together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, crossing the T's, dotting the I's before she buggers off out of town. Yeah. <laughs> right now, Bree. So she's, she's gone cold on Remit. Right, come on, let's try and get through this. I'm trying to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> she's gone cold on Remit, distant on him, and he's like, "What the hell?" Mm. Like it would be right. Um, we went for coffee yesterday. You were chatting to me yesterday, and now you're ignoring me. Like you would think, what the hell have I done wrong? Even if it was your friend, wouldn't you? Like if if I was talking to you on the pod today and texting you tomorrow, and you weren't replying to my text messages, or you know what I mean? I'd be like, sorry, I've done something wrong. Of course, and you'd and you'd be old an explanation. You'd, yeah, he's not being unreasonable by saying. He's not. What have I done? What's going on? Yeah. And in the end, she she's doing that thing again where she pushes him out, doesn't mm. see what, why, how, whenever, and he's then left to just think it's him, yeah, and, and mull over what he's done, what he said, what he's done, you know, just like mm. and torturing himself with it all, going through it in his mind. In the end, announces he's just going to focus on the band. There's enough of this crap. Right, I'm just yeah. Gonna on the band and then but that means because he's trying to suppress it and just crack on he ends up lashing out you know there's a, you know, another band meeting god they have more meetings than me <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. and he lashes out doesn't he because they're all talking about everything else but the band yeah Kirby. the Ava show yeah that relationship there that closeness with the band members again Kirby sort of you know, talks him round, tries mm. to say to her, basically, you know, she's still processing what's happened to her. You know, you don't mm. just get on with it. But they were making inroads, and she admits that herself, does old Brie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when she's breaking down about it all to, to Rose, you know, we were we were seeing each other, spending time together, you know, going for coffees, we were getting somewhere. I was seeing a counsellor. Yeah. You know, I was really feeling like I was getting somewhere. What's changed, Sophie? Go on, what she found out. Oh, she's pregnant. And we don't know, because you were saying a while ago, actually, so let's go back to this. So when Jacob basically kidnapped her, didn't he? So when we were, when um, Brie and uh, Remy were like shacked up in that motel, dodgy motel outside of town, they were having this affair behind Jacob's back, weren't they? Yeah. And then she took the AVO out on Jacob um you know she finally admitted to cash okay i've got a problem i'm in an abusive relationship it was after she accused dean of the same thing and was wrong but she said you know my my you know my perceptions were 
tainted by my own relationship. I'm an abusive relationship. I want to report my husband. Took the AVO out on Jacob. Jacob's then not allowed to come near her. But he goes AWOL, doesn't he? He goes AWOL from work. And eventually we, he comes back to the hotel, finds Remy and Bree together. He breaks Remy's hand, which is why he's in that situation now with his recovery. And he kidnaps his wife, doesn't he? He kidnaps Bree. They go away to this, looks like a camping remote place in the woods. And we kept hearing in flashbacks that she survived this she survived this um, experience and she killed him essentially but in flashbacks and and talking to people we're hearing she, in you know these conversations with rose i slept with him you know and i i consented to it essentially she was doing it to keep him on side she was doing it to preserve her life she was doing it so that he wouldn't kill her or hit her yep. or whatever so it was coercive it wasn't necessarily her consenting and because she loves him and she wants to sleep with him. It was she was doing it to save her life. But yeah. she had this huge guilt, didn't she, where she was saying to Rose, I slept with him. You know, I, as, as far as she was concerned, even though she was married to Jacob and dating, you know, Remy behind his back, having an affair with Remy, it was in her head. It was the other way around. She was dating yeah. Remy. And when she slept with Jacob, she felt like she was cheating on Remy. She felt guilty for sleeping with him even though she was doing it to save her own skin. Yeah, I, if... never, I could never understand that at the time. Do you remember me saying, yeah. didn't yeah. quite get how she felt that way, really? Yeah. Because she was doing it to stay alive. She was. You know? She was doing it to got, keep, got to keep herself where... safe. But yeah, the fact got that we heard that... Yeah. The fact that we heard that, because you kept saying, why does she keep telling Rose about her sex life? Why does she keep yeah. telling Rose? I shagged him in a yeah. tent, you know, because at the time we were laughing about it. We were like, why does she keep mentioning it? Because it's it's quite rare on Home and Away. I mean, we do get some risque kind of scenes, don't we? But not many characters go around saying, oh, I shagged so-and-so in a tent or I shagged so-and-so in a caravan. We see it, but we don't, you know. Yeah, repeatedly saying it as well. Like, yeah. The, the, the important make a note of this you know yeah. she kept saying to rose you know i, I slept with him you know I, I, I slept with my husband and i felt like i was cheating on remy and do i i don't want to tell him it, she was saying she didn't want to tell remy she, i don't think she has told him at this point has she she hasn't come clean she's told rose but at this point she hasn't told remy and that's why she's keeping him at a distance but now that distance has grown because not only is she keeping the secret that she slept with Jacob, but now she's pregnant and she doesn't know who the baby belongs to, essentially. Mm. It's a who's the daddy storyline, isn't it? Which we've had it before. <laughs> yeah. And um, and she doesn't want to tell him. No. She doesn't want... To, and, and he goes over, doesn't he, to mm. the apartment and tries to get answers. She snaps at him, throws mm. him out. And I think... She's fearing that it's Jacob's, isn't she? It's what mm. I'm reading in the lines. Yes. She doesn't, she, she doesn't, it's almost like she's more ashamed of the fact that she slept with Jacob and it could be his and she doesn't want him to find that out than yes. she is of the potential of having to make a decision about a pregnancy. Am I getting this right? Am I understanding this right? I to me, that's what's across. Yeah. I think it's a couple of things, isn't it? Because she's, she's also explained to us that she, in her mind, it's more likely to be Jacob's because 
what she said to Rose was, when I'm with Remy, we were taking precautions. So I'm reading into that, that there was some birth control involved condoms or whatever. With yeah. Jacob, because it's her husband, the you know, a little bit lax on the old contraceptives there. So not as not as questioned, not as... You know, I think they were planning to have a baby, weren't they? Or at least she'd agreed to that to keep him safe, keep him so that he wouldn't lash out at her. She'd agreed to this baby, hadn't she, in the future? So for for her to say at that point, you know, condoms or or whatever whatever birth contraceptive they went with, he he would have been suspicious at that point because he'd be like, well, I thought we were trying for a baby. I thought we were moving forward, etc. So we've had that explained to us as as part of the storyline. But also, wouldn't you be worried as Brie potentially this is Jacob's child and I'm not saying you know kids are born evil or anything like that but Jacob obviously has a lot of issues and you would worry about bringing a child into the world that potentially could end up like Jacob wouldn't you I'd be thinking that however irrational that feels (laughs) I wasn't thinking about it but now I am it's irrational because, like, you know, I don't think people are born that way. I think there's a lot of things that, you know, events and, and whatever and circumstances and, you know, how they grow up and that kind of thing moulds a person. I don't think people, I don't think a baby is born to be a, a an abuser or a psychopath or whatever. But yeah. you would fear that, wouldn't you? Like, this baby could turn out to be a mini Jacob. I, I'd be worried about that. Yeah, I had not even considered that that was going through her mind at this stage, I'll be honest. I was just thinking, oh, God, you, but you're right. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. it's a very scary person, you know, and the offspring of that person, It, I would be worried. Oh, what if they're exactly at the, the same? Very, at the very least, it's a constant reminder of that person, actually. Yes, because if he looks like him, you know, if you if you look, if maybe it's the son. And he looks the spit image of Jacob. Every time you looked at him, you would think of this man that bashed you over the head and was digging your grave. You know, the one that beat you. And then five minutes later told you he loved you. And that's why he did it, because he got jealous. Uh, oh, God. This I, don't is know, st- I don't know whether I would cope with that. Well, she says to Rose, just, she, the one person she wants to speak to about it, she can't, because she can't t- speak to Remy. But why? Because... Why can't he? She's no, I don't understand. It. I think Remy would be really good about it. I really do. As does Rose. She tries. She even says that, doesn't she? You know, but try even it. If he's, even if he's not good about it, I mean, that would tell you enough about your relationship. Do you know what I mean? I think if tell there's you any, what you, isn't it? Yeah, nothing yeah, venture. If there's any future for them, she has to talk to him about it, regardless of how he reacts to it, because however he reacts to it will determine the relationship going forwards. So I, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suspect she will speak to him about it. To be honest She's with you, she's gonna have to. In, in yeah, coming episodes. Yeah, I mean, we've seen her, abs, you know, treat him like absolute dirt. He's the new Tane, basically. <laughs> All that, yeah. like, you know, me and you, no contact, no coffees, no walks. I choose mm-hmm. nothing. You know, was the word? I'd be heartbroken. <laughs> well, he is, isn't he? Yeah, because. You know, and Remy's been here in the not too distant past. Yeah. You know, when he's been shut out by her and he's had to try and, you know, it's not cope well getting on with it, as he without without her. Yeah. You know, it, she consumes everything mm. and she's doing it again when he just when he thought he was getting somewhere with her. Mm. 
does he choose the right thing to do? Then he goes to the bar, doesn't he, and gets on the bourbon. I don't uh, think it's the right thing to do, but I I totally understand why. Yeah, I relate to that. That's me <laughs> in a nutshell. Having a, I mean, I, I've had a bad day today. I've had a bad week this week, and I'm on the wine in the can, so I cannot judge <laughs> Remy for having a bourbon in the bar. <laughs> you can't. What can you judge him for? What he does with that young girl, though. Well, yes and no. Uh, I mean, she, she's very forward, isn't she? She, she, he's not looking around the room. He's not looking for a potential hookup or anything like that. We see a couple of shots where this table behind him of of ladies, I think it is, they're all looking over at the bar at Xander and Remy, aren't they? And obviously, Remy looks down. Xander doesn't. Xander looks pretty chipper, so you wouldn't go for him. Remy looks vulnerable. Remy looks de- on his uppers, doesn't he? <laughs> Let's be honest. And she yeah. comes over and she's like, hi, I think you need cheering up. I think you should join us. You know, she's very forward, isn't she? And yeah. to someone like Remy, I mean, Remy, Bree has told him in, she hasn't minced her words. We're over. Get over it. This is it. They've mm. broken up. It's not even a will they, won't they, in his, in his mind right now. She's told him. When, no, I think she's, she says something like, I want all or nothing. And he says, I will, I want all. And she goes, I want nothing. I know. It it's was over. Brutal. That was brutal, that scene. It was. It really I was. I don't think there was any reading between the lines there. I don't think it was, give me space. You know, a couple of weeks ago, it was, give me space, give me time. This wasn't, give me space, give me time. This was, I don't want you. We are over. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. So for all intents oh, and purposes, he's single. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he takes her home. Nothing actually happens. No. Actually, he, he, he thinks better of it. But of course... She's next... trying to eat him alive, isn't she? She's yeah. all over him and he's like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, this is too much. What do you expect me to do? Get a taxi to Mangrove River on my own? Really bizarre. Do you know what? I was thinking, if this was flipped, if this was the other way around, if Tarnay... Not Tarnay, sorry, Remy. If Remy had come on really strong with this girl in the bar and been kissing her and come back to my place and whatever and he'd gone back to her place and then he carried on kissing her at her place and then she turned around and said actually I'm not into this I don't want this I'm not you know I'm not ready I'm not I don't give consent for whatever's going to happen next and he went oh well I'm you know what do you expect me to do go home you've you've led me on you've brought me back to your house I was thinking if the if the script was flipped here Everyone be up in arms about this, about him being shitty, yeah. essentially, about this girl changing her mind at the last minute, which you everyone is entitled to do. Inviting someone back to their house, not consent, is it? Kissing someone, not consent. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, you're right, actually. If it was she was on the other foot, yeah. That would have been a, a bit a bit mm, that would have been a big issue. It right. would. Like, if he'd been really shitty with her, like, oh, you've turned, you know, you've t- basically you've turned me on and then told me to bog off is basically what she was saying. Mm. If, it, if it was him saying that to her, everyone would be in uproar about it. That's true. They? Yeah, absolutely. You're spot on. Absolutely spot on. Because she'd be saying all oh, your cock teas or whatever. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if, it, if yeah, the yeah, tables yeah, were yeah. turned, people would be saying that's horrendous. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that it's a girl saying, you brought me back to your place and now you've said you don't want to sleep with me. I can't go back to my house now because I can't get a taxi from here or public transport or whatever. It's far too far away from Mangrove River. 
she's allowed to have a go at him like that and nobody bats an eyelid but if Remy was saying that oh you big cock tease you got me back here under false pretenses and now you're not going to sleep with me imagine if that was yeah we'd all smarmy Remy's back (laughs) yeah exactly I felt a bit for him here because I thought no they would have absolutely crucified him if he'd done that to her and more importantly he was trying to do the right thing here yes he was trying not to lead her on yes obviously we see the next morning he's just sort of seeing her out and uh, Bree's coming over to have this Mm. conversation that she should have had without being an absolute (laughs) awful (laughs) Egypt to him yeah and she's put two and two together seeing them on the porch hasn't she yeah and I'm just thinking this is going to go on and on and on and I'm quickly losing patience with Bree as a result I am yeah I'm I'm finding it hard to obviously I feel for her from the point of view that she's pregnant she's scared she thinks it's Jacobs she's worried that it's a mini Jacob she's worried that Remy won't accept a child that's not his I get all of that and I feel bad for her for that and I feel I you know I feel awful that she's in that situation but communicate if her and Remy are worth anything communicate tell him let him be part of the solution for the problem. Let him, you know, help you, support you. If he doesn't, if he, you know, if he does wig out and say, oh, God, I'm not here for this. You're on your own. Then she's got her answer, isn't she? He's not worth chasing. He's not worth, you know, holding a candle for. Thank you for listening. We will be back with more episode discussion from Summer Bay soon. Until then, join the discussion online at Coastal News Pod.